Grab your mason jars, strap on that apron. It's time for Canning with the Diva. Making her mark across the globe. Teaching you how to safely preserve delicious recipes. Please welcome your host, Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. Hi everyone, it's Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva, and I am so happy you've tuned in to another fun episode of Canning with the Diva. Today's episode I've titled, Confidently Stock Your Pantry by Asking Yourself These Five Questions. And my goal today is to make sure that you learn a variety of different tips and what to store long-term as you build your food supply, which also includes medicinal items, emergency essentials. Basically, I want you to be productive as you round out your pantry. Um, You'll hear me say this often, but uh, preparedness isn't just for preppers. I mean, it's truly for everyone. And right now, um, there's no better time than the present to be thinking ahead and getting some extras on hand because I know we're going to see an increase of costs, uh, whether it be fuel or uh, food, um, our utilities. So just um, grab a pen and paper and start taking some notes as you tune into this episode. Because again, I want to be thought provoking. I want to talk about things that get you thinking because every household is different, right? Um, But we're all going to start feeling the same crunch. You know, and when I say that, I mean it to be, you know, a disaster is relative to you, right? Um, so it's what hits you personally and financially. And one household may be very different than another. Not that we're um, in a different ship, if you will. We're all in the same ship, right? But how it affects us is going to be, you know, relative. But your pantry, um, your pantry is going to be where you have a safe haven and you've gained some confidence because you have prepared for that rainy day. Now, when I say rainy day, you know, the term, you know, rainy day disaster, however you want to put it, you know, that again could be the loss of an income, a death in a family, an accident or personal injury. It could even be something on a large scale, like uh, a massive power outage, a hurricane, tornado, food shortages, which is what we're starting to see again, and supply chain disruption, which we've seen for a year now. So, but whatever it is, I, I you know, they, they all have something in common and, and it puts us right at the forefront of focusing on the necessities and that is food, water, shelter, Right. Um, So how are you going to eat and drink and provide yourself shelter? How are you going to stretch every penny without having to rely on our already broken food supply system? So to have peace of mind today, what I want to do is I want to uh, give you some steps now so that you can set aside emergency food, water, and supplies. And, And I want to emphasize now. Okay, we don't want to wait for things to get hairy so that we, you know, wind up scrambling to procure food and supplies. And, you know, you know what that's like when we do that, what happens? The shelves are bare and now we're buying stuff we wouldn't normally use or eat because, you know, it's it's panic buying. And I want us all to avoid that. Whoops, I didn't 
shut the uh, ringer off my phone. So I better turn that off so we're not interrupted. Um, the other thing I want you to do when you're grabbing that pad and pen is I want you to create a plan that's in line with your current budget, okay? And I want you to enthusiastically set aside time, money, and resources so that you can invest into a well-rounded pan of items that you're going to need. So now, how to decide what to store? Let's start there before I dive into the five questions I want you to ask yourself. So the goal is to store food you would eat regularly and requires no refrigeration and with limited to no preparation or cooking. Okay. Easeability, right? Um, and then something you're going to eat regularly. You'll often hear me say, if you won't eat it, don't can it. And this holds true, you know, when you're deciding to grow food, when you're deciding to preserve food. Um, it even holds true when you're starting to go shopping, because not everything is something we can necessarily can in a jar, right? There's some things you might have to buy. Um, so to start this process, you have to create a list. And that's why I've encouraged you right from the beginning to grab a pad and pen. Now, those of you tuning in while you're driving or cooking or working out, uh, make sure you flag this episode to listen again, you know, download it, uh, subscribe if you haven't, because you're going to want to tune in again to make sure that you're catching these things with a pad and a pen. Um, but of course, tune in while you're driving because we'll, we'll get the juices flowing, right? Okay. The reason I want you to create a list is because without a well thought out list, your pantry is just going to harbor a bunch of food stuff, okay? Because there was no plan in mind. You know, even more so, uh, a list prevents you from making reckless purchases, uh, poor choices, you know, that, that are going to waste your time and your money and your, and your precious pantry space, right? So there, I've talked about this in a variety of different ways. And yes, there's many reasons we want to ensure we have a well-stocked pantry, um, no matter the reasons, I, I want to focus on a variety of things today that are not just canning related and, and, and food preservation related, but also just food storage, dry goods, um, some essentials. Um, most of us tend to stock up when things go on sale, um, while others of you, you know, you may feel like your pantry's full enough, but you want to you want to make sure you've got enough uh toilet paper on hand after what we experienced in 2020, you know, whatever the case may be, I want you to be productive. And here are the five questions that I want you to ask yourself when you're planning your garden, when you're creating your canning and dehydrating calendar, and when you're headed to the store to go grocery shopping. Okay, first one, will we eat it? I know that sounds so simple, but picture it. Pickled herring goes on sale at your local grocer. You get excited because you remember eating grandma's pickled herring as a kid. And, and you recall just how amazing it was. And you guys used to have this fun little pastime together where you would eat the pickled herring on soda crackers. And it just brought back this nostalgia while you're standing in the grocery store aisle like, oh, my gosh, I've got to have this. And the, you know what? Everyone in my house is going to just love it. So you grab that shopping cart. You throw four cases of pickled herring in your shopping cart because you know what? You're prepared. Well, you get home, 
you get your spouse and your kids all psyched up and you know super excited because you have now you know welcomed them into the notion of enjoying the same favorite childhood snack and so they enthusiastically are holding out their soda crackers and you know they're awaiting their treat and as you open the tin container your youngest gets a whiff of that pungent fishy aroma and dry heaves and uh, your spouse just about passes out because there is fish skin. <laughs> so yeah, now you're looking at snub noses, you know, individuals just completely grossed out and they're refusing to even try this favorite pastime snack of yours. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I have, <laughs> I have four cases of this stuff. How in the world are we ever going to use it? So the reason why this, this, I say, I give you this question, right? This very simple, will we eat it question is because we are often overcome by emotion. And usually that emotion is excitement. How many of you get excited when you're at the store and you see a really phenomenal deal, right? You're going to buy extra just because it's such a good price. You may not even know how you're going to use it, but boy almighty, you saved some money, right? We've been there. Come on. We're, we're human. We've all done it, right? So the reason I want you to ask yourself, will we eat it as you're looking at that particular sale or that, that food is because I want you to select foods that you and your family regularly consume and from food groups that you would often serve on any given day, okay? Even if everyone in your household absolutely loves pickled herring, okay? That's not something you're going to consume for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you want to make sure that if you're not consuming it normally, right, you're not going to have pickled herring for breakfast, lunch, dinner on, on any given day. Why would you want to then eat it at that capacity when times are already tough because a disaster is strike, stri stroke, stricken, striked, <laughs> a disaster striked. <laughs> but I mean, that it sounds so simple, but it really isn't, folks. When you're looking at your canning calendar and you are going, you know, to your farmer's market that weekend and you're super excited as soon as you walk into the stand and you see, you know, watermelon on sale and you get so excited that you buy more than you should, you know, will we eat it? Okay. You might eat it fresh one, but not 10 or for instance, if you're canning uh, blueberry lime jelly or jam, that's the story that I've, I've reflected back to often. I was so excited to, you know, make, um, or it wasn't jam, it was uh, blueberry applesauce. That's what it was. And my son was young, right? And he was into Blue's Clues and I got all excited. So I made like this triple batch of this blue colored, beautiful applesauce and he was mortified. Because applesauce isn't boo, mama. You know, I, I couldn't get him to eat it if I paid the kid. You know, I couldn't eat it if I put on a clown suit or get him to eat it if I put on a clown suit. Like he was not having it. He was mortified because applesauce to him was that, you know, fleshy apple color. So just, just ask yourself the simple question, canning, growing, shopping, will we eat it? And right off the bat, the answer to that is going to save you time, money, resources, and valuable shelf space in your pantry. Okay, second question I want you to ask yourself. Are my choices healthy? 
during a disaster, we may not have access to all the privileges we're used to. So it's very, very important that when you are looking at stocking your pantry and you're making food supply choices, that they are healthy ones, especially if the disaster is significant or a great length of time, right? Because you may not have easy access to medical treatment for a certain duration. When you're shopping, growing, or preserving, I want to make sure that you are including multivitamins in your, in your pantry stockpile, band-aids, antibacterial ointment. If you're growing, I want you to make sure you're growing some medicinal herbs, whether it be in your garden or pots on your deck. Even something as simple as growing fresh peppermint leaves. Huge. Want to know why? When you dehydrate those peppermint leaves and steep a tea from them down the road because you've got an upset stomach or bowel issues, boom, you've got a natural medicinal method of helping your system get through those issues. It's things like this. I want you to think about when you are getting ready to, you know, head to the store or can preserve. It doesn't matter. Are my choices healthy? Because Let's take canning, for instance. You want to round out your food supply by balancing all of the fun, easy stuff, the jams, the pie filling, sweet treats, anything that's, you know, easy and sweet and yummy and fun. Okay, those are great, but you want to make sure that you have a larger supply of vegetables and protein-packed recipes because we can't sustain ourselves on jam alone. So, you want to ride out a disaster, make sure you have things on your pantry shelf like chicken pot pie filling or beef stew. You know, recipes like that on my website at canningdiva.com. Or if you have purchased my cookbook, The Complete Guide to Pressure Canning, there's some phenomenal recipes in there for low acid foods like meats, vegetables, meals in a jar. You want to make sure your ratio of those items are higher because that's where your sustenance comes from. And that's healthier. All right, question number three. Does my food supply incorporate the five food groups? Okay, the main five. I'm not worried about some of those on there that, um, I don't know. They keep saying they're going to redo that pyramid, right? When I present or I teach uh, anything I'm doing publicly, I will often say to my audience, Having pressure canned dried pinto beans in your pantry is a very economical way to ensure you have a hearty supply of protein. Now, you're going to hear me say that because it's true. However, you cannot live on an all-bean diet and expect to retain good health. So that well-roundedness and incorporating all of the various food groups is going to be probably the smartest thing, whether it's home canned, dehydrated, frozen, dry storage, freeze-dried, or just plain old store-bought. You know, I get, I get it. Sometimes we got a supplement. I'll be the first to admit, I do not make my own home-canned tomato paste. It is just too painstaking of a process, and I have to use so many tomatoes that it's just easier for me to buy the small little, you know, uh, cans, uh, commercial cans at the store. It's just easier. And, and I do it. And I'm the canning diva. You know, I, I want to be smart with my time and I'm not poo-pooing those of you who make your own tomato paste. By all means, keep, keep it up. I applaud you. 
but going back to what I what I share when I when I talk to to my various audiences is yeah you want a hearty supply of protein but you need a bunch of everything else so let me go through these top items that I want to make sure you're including in your pantry and this is home canned fo- foods as well as dried go- goods okay all right so the first is soups Soups, I think I shared with you guys in the last podcast for economical recipes, you know. Uh, Soups stretch. They're healthy. Many of them have natural anti-inflammatory components. Excuse me, the pollen is is getting my throat. So I've been drinking some green tea while we're we're recording. Um, But soups are definitely something you want to have on hand. They make easy, quick meals, and they're definitely healthy. Fruits would be the second item. Third would be fermented and pickled items. Yes, you're not going to eat those per se for breakfast, but they're a good healthy snack. They also, with that salty brine, are going to help you retain moisture, giving you those electrolytes. Very, very important, especially in times of disaster. Fourth, I want you to make sure you preserve vegetables and water. Now, whether you're home canning them or you're buying them commercially canned, you know what? Do what's right for your budget. Do what's right for you and your time but definitely want some vegetables and water. There are certain vegetables that actually get healthier as they're exposed to heat versus eating them raw, such as tomatoes, carrots, even broccoli. Broccoli gets healthier uh, once you expose it to heat. Uh, Many of us don't preserve it in in water, of course, but my point is is making sure you have some nutrient-packed vegetables in your pantry is essential. And if you don't have space for those vegetables in water, by all means, dehydrated or freeze-dried vegetables is your next go-to. And they are space-saving, so you can actually store more in less space. Okay, fifth, I want you to have a variety of meats, okay? Meats meaning chicken, pork, I mean, they can just be meat in a jar, okay? But then also, I want you to have a variety of meals in a jar that have meat in them or at least beans if you're a vegetarian, okay? Reason being nutrition. And they're dense foods. They're hearty, so they're going to fill you up faster. Six, I want you to make sure you have beans and legumes. I want you to have a nice variety of them dried, but then I also want you to have them home canned so that they're ready to eat, especially if water becomes an issue. You want ready-to-eat food. Seventh is cooking oil, and that can be whatever type you cook with, whether it's grapeseed oil, avocado oil, extra virgin oil, or canola oil, whatever works for you, just make sure you have oil on hand. Eighth would be salt. Ninth would be vinegar. Vinegar in canning, you all know, I say this all the time, it's an essential, but it's also a good cleaning disinfectant, and it's natural, okay? That's huge, especially if we're trying to stay healthy and we don't have access to running water. Vinegar is going to be your your buddy, as it always has been in the kitchen when you're home canning and preserving, even more so in times of disaster. All right, tenth would be grains, okay? And that can be any variety that you consume regularly, okay? Big on couscous, make sure you have some, right? Uh, if you're more of a rice person and not really into a bunch of different grains because you're not familiar with them, that's okay. Get some rice on hand. The uh, next would be dried beans, which I kind of mentioned with the beans and legumes, but I specifically call those out because if 
this disaster is more of a personal nature that, uh, you know, it's not a major disaster. You have running water. It's more of a cost savings type thing because we're seeing an economic downturn. Dried beans can be used in a variety of ways. And if you didn't have an opportunity to home can them, that's okay. Make sure you have some dried. Uh, next would be evaporated and powdered milk. Either a combination of the canned evaporated milk or uh, powdered milk in a container. However you want to just make sure you have some on hand. All right, next would be coffee. For those of you coffee drinkers out there, whether it's decaffeinated or regular, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to give you that pick-me-up when times are tough. We'll get into that here in a little bit. And uh, I highly suggest because the costs keep going up, you grab it now and get it stored in your pantry while it's affordable. Last but not least, and probably most importantly, would be potable water, meaning drinkable water. Whether you're storing that in um, containers or you're canning additional water, jars of water, however you do it, make sure you have drinking water in your pantry reserved just for drinking, not washing dishes or flushing toilets, but for drinking. Okay, question number four. I want you to ask yourself, and this kind of goes into what I was getting at when I mentioned coffee in that list. This question is, did I provide food for comfort? Now, many of you may know my, my background, and my background was in disaster management. And uh, I worked in Haiti for 12 weeks right after that 2010 earthquake hit, and it destroyed Port-au-Prince. I was there the next day. And I was there for 12 weeks and I learned very quickly how important both physical health and mental health are to survival. Both are truly crucial to surviving a disaster, right? You're in the midst of it. There's this process and then thriving after things start to get better, your physical, but also mental health are essential to getting through it all. Now, be sure when you are planning to round out that pantry and to be prepared that your pantry includes comfort foods, meaning foods that you and your family deem favorite or nostalgic or mood boosting, okay? Even energy boosting, you know, that's where kind of coffee comes in. I don't know about you, but I love my morning cup of coffee. Just feels like it helps get me going for the day. And I notice if I don't have it, sometimes I'm sluggish. Um, the smell of it just, I don't know, puts a smile on my face. So if you have a particular food group or a food item or a sweet treat that does that for you, Make sure you're putting that into an airtight container for long-term storage, and that is going in your pantry. Ask yourself when you're shopping, did I provide food for comfort? What can I put in that pantry? Now, personally, putting coffee aside, of course, I always keep a couple jars of chipped beef in my pantry. <clears throat> Here I go again. Sorry, it's this darn pollen. Green tea and raw honey is so soothing. <clears throat> but... Uh, going back to what I was saying, I always uh, keep a couple jars of chipped beef in my pantry because chipped beef on toast is a meal reminiscent of my childhood. And oh my gosh, how much fun we would have because it was a treat. We didn't have it all the time, 
chip beef was even pricey back then, right? But it was a dish that, you know, just, oh gosh, it just brings back such good memories. And if I, in the midst of just, you know, headache and turmoil and, and trauma and, 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 you know, things not going right, if I can transport myself back to a happy time, even for just a few minutes, it is the fuel I need to keep going forward. So when you're sitting down with your list and you're kind of, you know, either standing in your pantry writing that list or kind of doing a little mental checklist, um, ask yourself, you know, did I provide food for comfort? You know, hard candy is a, is a is an item I often tell individuals to add to their pantry. Um, it's easy to store and, it, you know, it lasts quite a long time, right? It gives a quick boost of sugar, you know, for that uh, short amount of uh, energy. Uh, it heightens your mood because when you're enjoying your favorite flavor or even uh, smell and taste because they're kind of combined, when you're enjoying something that um, you've deemed your favorite, uh, it just seems to make all the crappy stuff a little less crappy. Okay. All right. Last but not least, the fifth question I want you to ask yourself when you are working ever so diligently to stock your pantry is what if someone gets sick? Okay. There are many obvious reasons to stay healthy. However, it is more imperative to remain healthy during times of disaster. Stress from the disaster, and again, the disaster is relative, it doesn't matter. Stress alone is enough to make us sick. Okay, so think about what would happen if there's a major power outage, water contamination, limited access to medical care. You know, um, these things happen and they happen during hurricanes, tornadoes, winter storms, you name it. You, you've been there. We've all been there at some juncture, right? Ensuring you have foods in your pantry that boost your immune system, like uh, home cam chicken soup or my asparagus soup recipe, even beef bone stock, sipping on that and getting its many nutrients, that can be the difference between suffering from a, an illness or a very quick recovery. Sometimes even it could be the matter of life and death. You know, I hate to be dramatic because that's not what I'm going for here, but think about it. If all you have in your pantry are items to, you know, keep you fed, but you haven't taken into account if it's healthy, uh, what if someone gets sick, you know, you're going to be caught in a very precarious situation and I'd hate to see that happen to you. Now, I highly recommend, in addition to things like soups and bone stock, you water bath some elderberry jam or at least get some elderberry supplements on hand and put those in your pantry. Make sure you're storing, storing excuse me, raw honey or any honey you can get your hands on as long as it's still nutrient packed and, is, and it isn't overprocessed. Um, make sure you take some time this year to create fruit and herb elixirs, okay? Uh, can some of my ginger tea, seriously. It's pungent, it's strong and concentrated. It is good also for relieving digestive issues. It's also very good for immune boosting. Um, that recipe is on my website at canningdiva.com. Super easy, but well worth it. And I'd put up, you know, a batch or two. 
Um, those of you who are going to be growing cabbage this year, or like me, we head over to the farmer's market and I had a cabbage is like three, you know, that you would see in the store. Um, make sure you consider preserving some sauerkraut. Okay. It's loaded with probiotics. And then last but not least, I want to make sure as you are looking at your pantry items that you stock up on electrolyte drinks, things such as Gatorade or Pedialyte. Um, make sure you have some extra, you, you, you buy based on how big your household is, right? So make sure you have enough in the event somebody gets sick or unfortunately has diarrhea. Um, they're losing a lot of liquids and you have to keep them hydrated, especially if you have young children. On hot, sunny days, they can dehydrate easily. So we want to make sure we have electrolyte drinks in our pantry. I also encourage you to have extra packages of green tea bags or loose leaf green tea. Store that in an airtight container. Um, as you can see here, I'm dealing with the pollen drainage, right? I've got pollen so thick that I have a black truck, but every morning I walk out there, it is yellow because it is covered with so much pollen. It has taken all this you know, time because we're now into June for it to finally, you know, kind of overcome me because now, you know, my ears hurt, my throat's draining, um, or my nasal, you know, nasal drainage down my throat. And so what am I doing to boost my immune system? I took some elderberry supplement. I took some zinc and I am sipping on very hot green tea with some raw honey in it. So, yep. I, I don't just tell you to do these things. I do them myself <laughs> and I make sure that as I use these items, I'm restocking them in my pantry so that I'm not caught without them as I use them, of course, because I want to make sure that, um, you know, when push comes to shove and things are tight or tighter than they already are, I have an extra box or two of that green tea sitting in my pantry. All right, you guys, I hope that answering these five questions I've given you will help you gain confidence when you're shopping and canning and preserving. Biggest thing I want to do is give you peace of mind, knowing that you will have a very well-rounded, fully stocked pantry, no matter what life throws at you. That is my ultimate goal here. And I'm going to give a little plug before we wrap up because... Um, I have been asked to start teaching again, and I'm almost there with my, I just started physical therapy for my ankle, and I still need a good few weeks, right, to just make sure that I can be up on my feet for great lengths of time, uh, lifting, carrying, walking. So what I've decided to do is in the month of June, starting this Thursday, um, this Thursday is June 9th, I am going to be Facebook Live from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we did this back when COVID first hit, and I know all of you that uh, were following me on Facebook absolutely loved it. You got your questions answered. You spent an hour, sometimes a little more with me in the evenings in my kitchen. We worked on recipes together. We had a blast. And so I want to bring that back. So every Thursday in the month of June, tune in. Facebook Live, I'm going to be airing at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get your questions answered real time. You just type them in the comments and I'll be answering them. Um, I'm excited to start putting some of what we've been talking about in our podcasts into action every Thursday night. So I hope to see many of you there. So make sure you make note of that. 
And of course, if you have additional questions or you want a particular subject covered in my podcast, reach out to me. Shoot me an email at diane at canningdiva.com or you can send me a Facebook message. You find me on Facebook at Canning Diva. Okay. Um, let me know, you know, areas that you feel are you, you're weaker on or you want to learn more about. And I'll be happy to address those in an upcoming podcast. Until then, everyone, gain some confidence. Get excited. I know times are kind of ugh, shaky right now, but still, don't, don't let anything steal your joy. Stay excited. Feel confident. Stock your pantry and focus on these five questions when you're gardening, canning, or shopping this season. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Canning with the Diva. For tips, recipes, and techniques, please visit us online at canningdiva.com. <laughs>